Thank you so much, Gordon. I feel like we swapped positions. I'm looking where you normally are looking. Hey, welcome everybody. Welcome to Bay Presbyterian Church on this uh, rainy Lord's Day. But uh, hey, these are showers of blessing. So we're grateful to the Lord for his blessing. want to welcome all of you who are here, especially if you're visiting with us. And uh, we also want to welcome those of you who are joining us online by way of our live feed. We're just uh, glad to have you and uh, want you to be blessed today as we worship together in the Lord's house. Do want to call your attention to some announcements uh, that we have. You've seen them on the screens and perhaps in your worship folder also, but very quickly just to run through some important things. Um, we are so looking forward to today and we are so grateful for Marty and Jennifer Getz being here with us yet again. Uh, they, they just keep coming back and we keep letting them and we're thankful that they're here. So we are grateful for that. I do want to let the choir know that you have a special practice this evening at 4.45, at 15 minutes until 5. You're going to rehearse. That'll be prior to our evening service. And then just a heads up, the choir is actually going to be a part of our evening service. So the preacher is a little questionable, but I would urge you to come and listen to the choir. That will be very good. I will uh, be attempting to talk about Christ in the Old Testament by using Psalm 72, which is the basis for the hymn, Jesus Shall Reign. But again, we look forward to the choir being part of our service tonight at 6, and everyone is welcome to come. Remember the schedule for the week. We have some wonderful opportunities. Our ladies' Bible study still on Wednesdays at 10 as you will make your way through the book of Ruth. We will have this week our Expositors Conference, and oh, how we're looking forward to that. But please remember, if you plan on being here, and especially if you want to eat lunch with us, today is your day. Get your name to us however you can. Pony Express, Telegraph, drop it in the offering plate, tell John, tell me, but we need to know if you plan to be here for lunch on Thursday so that we can have Chick-fil-A for you. That's right, Chick-fil-A. If you don't come for the preaching, you want to come for the Chick-fil-A. That's good. But we will be blessed, I know, as we meet together for that this week. Uh, beginning at 10, and we'll wrap everything up by 3. And Mike Novak tells me we will continue with our Thursday evening Bible study that same day. So what a wonderful opportunity. If the guys come at 6.30, and then we'll have the Expositors Conference, and then wrap it all up with Ecclesiastes at the end of the day, you'll feel like a preacher. You'll have a full day. Let's see. Those are the main things I wanted to, uh, to mention to you. Otherwise, we've got something we need to mention you know, if a couple makes it to their 70th anniversary, they at least ought to have somebody say something about it in announcements at church. Yes. Dick and Nancy Birch, happy 70th wedding anniversary. <laughs> Dick, I was with a couple one time celebrating their 73rd anniversary, and the gentleman as I was congratulating him, leaned in and whispered in my ear, he said, just between you and me, I don't think we'll ever make it. <laughs> she swatted him. Congratulations to you both. Pastor, do you know of anything else? Rachel, anybody? I see no hands going up. So let us prepare our hearts and minds to worship the Lord on this Lord's Day.
Shout for joy in the Lord, O you righteous. Praise befits the upright. For the word of the Lord is upright, and all his work is done in faithfulness. Sing. Christ, he who lived and died and rose again, and who while on this earth taught his disciples to pray, saying, Our Father, 
who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Thank you. Please be seated. <laughs> Pastor says, I don't talk so well. <laughs> well, we have the honor of having Marty and Jennifer here uh, this morning. Um, they're, they're not going to put on a concert. Uh, I've instructed them not to do that, but they're going to lead us in worship and praise before the heavenly throne. Jennifer, wave a hand. Yeah, yeah. And um, if you think Marty, if you think Marty works alone, he really doesn't. I mean, Jennifer is is the the, the balance of the whole team there, and I kind of know how that is. So, and Marty's getting ready here. Moving stuff around. No, Marty, you asked me yes. about my favorite, and something yes. happened, and I walked away. Yes. Oh, my goodness. So I, I, That's I, a good I, one. I, I, we have our requests in. But right now, there's nothing else to say but, uh, Marty, lead us in the worship before the throne. Thank you, Gordon. Yes. <laughs> Let's thank Gordon and Carol. You are, they are <laughs> I mean, not many uh, congregations even have pianos anymore let alone white pianos. <laughs> and people can't play them anymore the way he can play them and the way Carol can sing. So let's one more time thank the Lord for it. Well, the Lord says sing to the Lord a new song. So I'm going to do that. I'm going to sing you my brandest newest song. Um, and just to say real quickly that it's... Uh, the first song I ever wrote to the scriptures was Psalm 23. You know, I didn't write the song. David wrote the song. I put music to it. And that was way back in 19, <laughs> but no, 1979 or something like that, 78. Um, uh, but the Lord has us, a lot of us, have you noticed in your life in a new season? Don't you feel there's new seasons in your life? Uh, all the things that have come our way, COVID and uh, things like that. For us, Jennifer and me, as Jewish believers in our Lord Yeshua, Jesus, October 7th has been an amazing uh, life changer for us because we're both from those Jewish backgrounds. We've heard about Israel our whole life. And now she's under attack. And when she's under attack, the God of Israel is under attack. And when he's under attack, Yeshua, Jesus, is under attack, which means you're under attack. Isn't that lovely for a beautiful Sunday morning? You're under attack. But with those trials, I think in America especially, we're being prepared for something very special in our nation and in our world. So I felt that this was a kind of a new song for a new season based on the same scripture with which you are familiar. Well, I've talked a lot now, I'm gonna sing. <laughs> Lord, you're my shepherd, you meet every need. 
I find green pastures when your voice I heed. By the still waters you lovingly lead, shepherd of Israel. And in the presence of my enemy, a banqueting table you spread out for me. My cup runs over, your oil flows free. Shepherd of Israel, lead me, my Lord and my God. Use your staff and your rod. You know how I go astray, how I get lost, how I lose my way when the shadows are beckoning me or I'm bound by some dark memory. But when I follow you, I look back and see your goodness and mercy are following me. Oh, for your namesake, I make your path my own. I'm part of your flock, and I walk not alone. Still others you call till you bring us all home. Shepherd of Israel, lead me, my Lord and my God. Use your staff and your rod. You know how I go astray, how I get lost. How I lose my way when the darkness is wrapped around me Or I'm charmed by some voice I should flee But when I follow you, I look back and see Your goodness and mercy are following me And oh, what a miracle how you restore my soul Once a sad lost lamb Now safe in your arms I am So lead me, my Lord and my God Use your staff and your rod You know how I go astray, how I get lost, how I lose my way, but you find me, though far I may be, and remind me so tenderly that when I follow you, I look back and see your goodness and mercy are following me. Oh, when I follow you, I look back and see 
your hand will song then we're going to have a time of giving to the Lord Miss Carol asked for this one and this actually was from a show that was on Trinity Broadcasting Network many years ago it was called Friedman and Friends it was written by a guy the, the guy who starred in the show the, the main character Bob Friedman the, the host of the show um, he interviewed Jewish believers in Jesus. Jenny was on it. I was on it. He wrote a book called, What's a Nice Jewish Boy Like You Doing in the First Baptist Church? That's what every Jewish person who comes to believe in Jesus thinks, that ever since Peter, Paul, and John, they are the first Jews who ever believed in Jesus. But uh, they asked me to write a theme for the show, so I did. And I've been singing it ever since. Because for Jewish people, it's very hard for them to know that Jesus is their friend. Because of many things that have been done, unfortunately, in his name to our people. But Jenny and I have had nothing but love and acceptance and friendship from our brothers and sisters in the Lord. So it's very shocking for us to find out how much hatred there still is for the people from whom Yeshua came. But these are his words, he says. I call you friend. That's what you are. All that I do, I share with you. I have no secrets. I have no need to keep them to myself, for I tell you till the end, I call you my friend. You call me master, and so I am. 
I do, I want you to do too. Secrets I'll whisper, and all you hear, go shout aloud out to this world that's near it and I call you my friend peace I leave with you my peace I give to you truly I say to you in this world you'll have tribulation but have no fear dear one be of good cheer truly I have overcome you too will overcome so come my friend I know who you are before you were, I knew of you, you so many secrets, you so many needs, don't keep them to yourself, no one to help you in the end, just for my name. I'm always the same, searching for all who will claim this love I send, so I can call them friends. blessed to have Marty and Jennifer here with us and Gordon introduced us to, to Marty and we're just so grateful that you make time in your schedule. Thank you, brother. They don't keep the sort of schedule they used to keep and they, they like to come down here and they like uh, our responsiveness. But if you want to find out more about Marty and Jennifer and, and what they do, you can go online. They have a website. I think it's martygetsisawesome.com <laughs> No, I don't. I think that's too much. It's just martygets.com, and they have an array of, uh, of CDs that you can get or uh, find out more. They have a regular worship time. You can uh, tune into that as well. So please follow up with, with Marty Thank and Jennifer you, through that. Uh, our ushers will come forward. We are going to continue worship as we give to God his time and offering. Would you bow for prayer for me?
and, uh, and Marty will play through us. The collection is taken. Our great God and Heavenly Father, thank you that we can be together here and worship. I thank you for Marty and Jennifer and what they add to our worship. Pray that as we continue, you bring blessing. God, we want to pray for some folks who are in need of help. We pray for Rex and Peggy Sims. We pray for Jim Diller uh, as he's struggling now with something a little bit new for him. And uh, pray that you bring him to full health. God, we, we have so many needs, uh, but Marty reminds us that uh, we are to pray for the peace of Jerusalem, and so we do, God. We pray for peace on this earth, uh, and God, we pray that you would begin right there in the heart of the world in Jerusalem. God, bless our worship as we continue. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I know... First of all, thank you, Pastor John, and thank you, Pastor Patrick and Miss Kathy, and thank you for uh, letting us be here, Gordon and Carol as well. Um, we do love coming to Florida. You know, when Jewish people reach a certain age, they hear a voice inside of themselves going, Florida, Florida. <laughs> but short visit this time, though. But Pastor Patrick's going to uh, preach on a uh, psalm that we grew up in our church where we first came to the Lord, the vineyard in California. They used to sing this all the time. It's from Psalm 97. Maybe you could sing it with me. For thou, O Lord, art high above all the earth. Thou art exalted far above all gods. For thou, O Lord, Above all the earth, thou art exalted far above all God. One more time. For thou, O Lord, thou art high above all the earth, thou art exalted far above all God. For thou, O Lord, Art high above all the earth, thou art exalted far above all. Do you feel like lifting your hands or anything like that? Feel free. I exalt thee. I exalt thee. I
before I was a singer in churches, I was a singer in piano bars. I, matter of fact, Gordon, I played a white piano at Beefsteak Charlie's restaurant in, in, uh, on the west side of New York. And uh, no tips required, by the way, today. But I'm going to play a, a request from Gordon. I always like to play their requests because they are so gifted and their, they, their repertoire is so huge that they probably know every song in the world except mine. <laughs> and maybe some of mine, too. But uh, this was written with a, a fellow that was at that vineyard church. His name was Win Wendell Burton. Any of you are old enough to have seen a movie called The Sterile Cuckoo with Liza Minnelli. Wendell Burton was the love interest in that movie with Liza Minnelli. And when I was first in Los Angeles, I just thought, there's no possible way I could become a believer in Jesus. There's just no way. But my friend Annie brought me to this place, and there was Wendell Burton up on the stage singing about Jesus. And the, 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 the key line of the song was, Jesus, you're a stranger to me. And boy, was Jesus a stranger to me. But after that service, and Ken Gullickson preached the gospel, I was up there in the front on my knees saying a prayer, receiving a Bible, and they welcomed me to the family of God. And like every other, amen. Yes, Lord. <laughs> yes, Lord. And with every other Jewish believer in the world, my next response was, Oy vey. How am I going to tell my folks in Cleveland, Ohio about this one? But Wendell and I, he's gone now. He's with Yeshua. He's with the Lord. But uh, we wrote this song a few years back. I think it speaks for all of us in this time. There's so much going on in this world. So much we can't explain. So much frightening to us. But you know, there's only one response. There's only one response for a believer to have, I think, and that's to draw closer to the Lord, right? And to be filled with his spirit, because in this world, people are going to have to see people that are filled with his spirit. That's the only thing that's going to see us through, don't you think? That's why I sing the flame in my heart. Used to blaze with delight But like sparks that rise into the skies It vanished in the night But now I long to once again Burn for you as I did then But to even try there Something I must ask of you I need you to breathe on me, breathe on me, Lord, it's been so long since the fire within burned bright and strong, breathe on me. On me like a gentle breeze, Lord, I ask you please to tenderly breathe on me. 
spirit flow. Come and fill this weary soul. In your mercy, send a holy wind. Until you do, I'll wait for you. It's just that what once was a fire has dwindled again, and it needs to be kindled again. So breathe on me, breathe on me. It's been so and strong oh breathe on me breathe on me deep inside I know hiding embers glow they could grow into a flame for all to see if you only, if you only, if you only breathe on me. I'm going to invite Pastor Patrick come to come up. Let's sing one last time as he comes up to lead us. Shall we one last time as he comes? He always has such a good word. But what we sang before. We exalt thee. We exalt thee. We exalt thee. Oh.
You are a blessing. Thank you, I'm sitting over here with tears running down my cheeks, wondering how in the world am I supposed to follow that and say anything worth saying? I don't want to speak long, and Marty, I want to get you back up here as soon as possible. But, uh, you know, we're Presbyterians. We're believers. We believe in the Word, and we believe the Word ought to be preached. And it's been shared with us here and proclaimed through music and through testimony. And I don't want to diminish anything that has been shared with us. But... Let me read for you Psalm 97. You know, as we look at this white piano, I was talking to the man who tuned it, and you know, all these strings in here have so much tension on them. He told me that this iron plate with all of those strings and all of that tension is holding together about 18 tons worth of tension. Marty, does that sound somewhere close to... Isn't that extraordinary? And yet... I started to think right there's a sermon, you know, all the tension that we have in the world, and yet this beautiful music that can come from it. That's just extraordinary to me. Psalm 97. This is the word of the Lord. The Lord reigns. Let the earth rejoice. Let the many coastlands be glad. Clouds and thick darkness are all around him. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of his throne. Fire goes before him and burns up his adversaries all around. His lightnings light up the world. The earth sees and trembles. The mountains melt like wax before the Lord, before the Lord of all the earth. The heavens proclaim his righteousness, and all the peoples see his glory. All worshipers of images are put to shame, who make their boast in worthless idols. Worship him, all you gods. Zion hears and is glad, and the daughters of Judah rejoice because of your judgments, O Lord. For you, O Lord are most high over all the earth. You are exalted far above all gods. O oh, you who love the Lord, hate evil. He preserves the lives of his saints. He delivers them from the hand of the wicked. Light is sown for the righteous and joy for the upright in heart. Rejoice in the Lord, O oh, you righteous, and give thanks to his holy name. And may the Lord bless the reading of his word that we may understand it together. Amen. And so we rejoice because we serve an awesome God. Yeah, we can throw the word around and talk about MartyGetsIsAwesome.com. That was funny. <laughs> Pastor John's always had that sense of humor. I think he's kept that just in case he needs another job. He could do that. <laughs> but he doesn't, and we're thankful. So he can use it in times like this. But, you know, who really is awesome? There is none awesome but God, and he is amazing. And then we have a sense of that as we're all here worshiping together, being reminded of this glorious, wonderful truth from God's own word as we sing together. And we think of the one who gave us perhaps most of the Psalms as we, we think of King David. And we ask ourselves, who was this man? We remember him for being the extraordinary leader that he was, for being the king that we all think of when we think of Israel and its golden age, perhaps. But who was David but a shepherd boy out in the pasture looking after sheep? Who was he when Samuel came looking for a king and uh, Jesse brought up his sons and thought it's got to be one of these and Samuel said, he's not here. Do you have another one? Well, sort of. 
but he's out with the sheep. He's ruddy in complexion. I don't know what you'd want with him. That's my paraphrase. God took that young man because he doesn't judge according to the outward appearance. He looks upon the heart. And what we think of when we think of David, perhaps, are the military exploits. After all, he brought down Goliath. He became king as he was victorious over the Philistines and the enemies of Israel. But yet we really get a sense of who David is when we read the Psalms. When we ask ourselves, what is it to be a man after God's own heart? It didn't have to do with the military actions. It had to do with a man who understood who God was and he was in absolute awe of his creator. And so when we read these words and we get a sense of the awesome nature of God, we are reminded that he reigns, and so it is creation which rejoices over this awesome power. God is sovereign, and that's the basis of all theology. I mean, that's just a definition of who God is. He's either in charge of everything or he's not God. Now, that doesn't mean we can explain everything that he does and all the things that he allows to happen and all the questions that the news reporters want to throw at Christians when a hurricane strikes or when a wildfire rages through the woods. We can't answer the questions, but we know he's in charge. Otherwise, he wouldn't be God, and so therefore we worship him. And it's the knowledge of that sovereign rule that inspires awe and causes joy. As a little boy on the ridgetops of Haywood County in North Carolina, I can remember standing there near the Blue Ridge Parkway on the Tennessee Ball, looking all the way to the north of the county and thinking, you know, Mount Geo is out there somewhere, over 6,000 feet, the tallest peak in the county. And I was thinking about, wow, what a vast expanse that is. But, you know, when you look at it on a map, it's just a, a pinpoint on the globe. What I thought was a huge and vast tract of land is nothing in comparison to the rest of the world. And then what's the world in comparison to the rest of the universe is... Astronomers have told us we're just a pale blue dot in the middle of this vast expanse. Listen, creation testifies to the awesome nature of God. We cannot comprehend creation, let alone the creator. And how can we do anything other than worship him? Zion rejoices. Yes, Zion rejoices. As we think of the people of God in the old covenant, as we think of the great inheritance we have that God has wrought forth through them, in bringing into the world the Messiah in whom we all rejoice, we rejoice together in God's righteousness. And he's exalted above all pretenders. I know people who are frustrated and worried to death about all of the competition that the church faces in our day, all of the competing religions, and even those who are of no particular religious persuasion, and people are really worried about that. Charles Spurgeon, that's right. You tell us all about that. Charles Spurgeon was, uh, was asked one time why he wasn't more in the fight to defend God's word. And Spurgeon said, defend God's word? I'd just as soon defend a lion. It doesn't need defending. Just turn it loose. God's perfectly capable of taking care of all things. He doesn't need us to do anything. But we're the ones who miss out when we fail to worship him and and proclaim him. God will take care of things in his own good time. In the meantime, we rejoice and give thanks in him. He's the one who lights up the world with lightning. Thinking of those mountains, I can remember coming back from turkey hunting one evening when a tremendous storm had come over from Tennessee, and 
I can still see that bolt of lightning striking a locust tree about 100 yards in front of us, and it absolutely blew that thing to smithereens. I felt electricity come off of my shotgun barrel, and the hair that I had back then <laughs> rising up on the back of my neck and the top of my head. I thought we were going to die. And that was just a minuscule example of the power of God manifested on earth. You want an example of the power of God in reality? You don't have to look the lightning bolts. Just look around you at the transformed lives. How is it that people who were dead spiritually could be born again to a living hope? How could God take a stubborn, resistant sinner like me and bring about a new birth so that I am trusting in his beloved son? What could he ever possibly see in you or me that he would do something so wonderful that we can have all eternity to look forward to. So don't think that God has to bring down a horse and a chariot of fire in your front yard to demonstrate his presence. You just look around and see people who are trusting in him and realize that's a miracle of grace. And so we see that the Lord acts perfectly in keeping with his sinless perfection. Idols are worthless, and those who worship them will be put to shame. God doesn't need me to do any of that. In his good time, his truth will be exalted, his son will be exalted, and all of those who have denied him will meet that which God has determined for them to meet. I don't sit in judgment of them. My purpose here on earth is to proclaim the good news so that people may hear and know, and as many as he has called will respond and trust in him. I'll leave that entirely to him. It's an extremely freeing thing to wake up in the morning and realize God doesn't need me to operate the universe. I don't know if you've come to that realization or not. Maybe I'm a Johnny-come-lately, but it is a tremendously freeing thing to realize that God's work doesn't depend on me. He is sovereign. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Isn't that wonderful to know? God is awesome as we think of all that he does and as we have the privilege of worshiping him. And then one final point. I've got to get in three, right? <laughs> Those who love the Lord rejoice that he protects and delivers his saints. God is our protector and our deliverer. They may put us to death. Hey, we don't have any guarantee. Hamas stormed across the borders and killed and did unspeakable things. It is absolutely astounding to me that that sort of evil could be perpetrated. And yet the most astounding thing to me is not so much that that could happen. After all, we know who our adversary is. What is astounding to me is that there are so many people who ought to know better who defend it. That is incomprehensible to me. And yet God knows his own, and he delivers us. So Marty and Jennifer were at in Rocky Mount, Virginia this past year at Franklin Heights Baptist Church. The pastor at Franklin Heights Baptist Church is Stan Paris. He and I grew up within about a half a mile of each other. Our grandfathers were best friends. If I was ever looking for a tool or a tractor implement and couldn't find it, I'd ask Papa, where is the sprayer? Where's the, the railroad jack? Red Chandler's got it. <laughs> that ended it. If, if Red had it, he needed it, I didn't, I was good with that. 
That was Stan's grandfather. And I was thinking about what a small world it is that those kind of intersections could happen. But hey, when we're together in the family of God, you know, 10,000 years from now, we're going to be running across people in some way or manner in glory who have been a part of our story and we didn't even know it. Answers to prayers, people who serve the Lord faithfully, and all of us will be there by grace, kept by him, having been saved by him. And so the Lord promises protection, deliverance, and light for our path. Something will get us eventually, cancer, heart disease, COVID, car crash, or any number of ways that we leave this world. But God absolutely saves and protects us and will keep us under the end. We will never be lost to him. When I was listening to Dr. Benjamin Mast in here on Friday, and what a wonderful presentation he had as he was talking about such a difficult subject that is Alzheimer's, the whole trip here suddenly came into clarity and it was all worth it when I heard that man say, stand up here and say, if I have a choice between maintaining my ability to remember God and what I've learned about him or to know that God will always remember me, I'll take God remembering me any day. Christian, no matter what may happen to our minds, know that the one in whom you trust is able and he will keep you safe. And not one who belongs to him will ever be lost because he is sovereign and he has all power and you can be confident in that. And oh, the joy. Aren't you thankful for joy? Maybe you looked at the news this morning and you're wondering, that doesn't make any sense. We've got all this stuff going on in the world. Why are we in here with all this joy? Because we know the one who gives joy, who sows light for our path, and who gives joy in the worst of circumstances. Because we're looking beyond this veil of tears to all that he's prepared for us. Be encouraged to know that, that this is real. This is real because we know the one who has made us and the one who has redeemed us, Yeshua, our Lord and Savior, Christ Jesus. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for singing and the ability to make a joyful noise unto you. Lord, bless this your servant, thanking you for Marty Getz and for Jennifer and for all the ways and means that you have enabled him serve you using the talents and skills that you've bestowed. May you continue to bless them to be a blessing. <laughs> and may you use all of us. I pray that one day when I grow up, what I say will be as pleasing as that little baby's cry is in your presence right now. Give us a childlike faith to trust you and serve you all our days. And for eternity, in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Who would know that tucked in this little community of Bonita Bay, Bonita Springs, however, however it's referenced, there would be such powerful preaching of the word of God, you know? And praise the Lord. Praise the Lord.
possible. <laughs> so thank you for letting me be part of your Sunday here, and uh, thank you, Pastor Patrick and and uh, Gordon and Carol again, and John. Pastor John, is Carrie here? Or there's Miss Carrie there. So. Uh, it's my privilege to send you out with a benediction. Uh, a man named Jude, who said, you, beloved, keep yourselves in the love of God. Build yourself up in, in his holy faith, praying in the Ruach HaKodesh, the spirit of holiness, looking for the mercy and the appearing of our Lord Yeshua, our Lord Jesus. And then he said, as a matter of fact, maybe if you're not physically uh, unable to do it, why don't we stand together and I'll sing this over you. And now to him who is able to keep us from falling and to present us faultless before his presence with exceeding joy and to the only wise God our Savior be glory and majesty and power and dominion now and forever This is what they used to say over us at synagogue. Yibarechacha Adonai v'yishmarecha. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. Yisa Adonai panavelecha v'yasemlecha shalom. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give to you his shalom, his peace. And to the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty and power and dominion now and forever. Let's hear a good Bonita Springs Amen. Ah, ah, I should have said Babe Presbyterian Amen. <laughs> amen. One more time. and serve the Lord. Shalom, y'all. I'll play you out. You can
and go out with joy and be led forth with peace. The mountains and the hills, they'll break forth before you. There'll be shouts of joy and all the trees of the peace. We'll clap, we'll clap their hands and go out with joy and be led forth with peace. The mountains and the hills, they'll break forth before you. There'll be shouts of joy and all the trees of the peace. We'll clap, we'll clap their hands and all the trees the trees of the field of the field of the land their hands as we go out with joy one more time we can go out with joy and be the born with me the mountains and the hills have a rain force before you tell me shouts of joy and all the trees of the field will clap will clap their hands and all the trees of the field will clap their hands Like Spurgeon did.